Welcome to the Don't Die podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what the whole goal of this whole movement is. I'll be your little drug buddy. <laughs> I love my drug buddy. I just played a new favorite song for you by i don't the know how i've never heard that i don't is know is that how the I'm... greatest song about a girlfriend drug partner it's it's it, it's right in the same vein with the drugs don't work by the verve and i love that song too so they're they're but great this is a boy pieces. girl thing i yeah. love the boy girl i yeah. was always a bonnie and clyde guy yeah right so um she at, at you at home there's a band called Lemonheads. i love and they had an album on uh, in the like gotta be 89 probably called it's a shame about ray there's a song on there called drug buddy just played it for chuck he loved it and we're both singing i love <laughs> my drug buddy my drug um you're in he the does, phone booth it, i'm mm. looking in a smile comes to her he face. just writes good good the lyrics aren't complicated but they paint a great picture about the realities without even getting into the grittiness of it yeah it doesn't but, even but it, talk it, about drugs no really. it's, and it's just it, but it, if you're a drug addict you've been there with your girlfriend you know all it. the time you know the song it's called my drug buddy by the Lemonheads, the great Evan Dando. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about music, a little bit about California. Last podcast, I hinted that I know some things. Single payer is coming to California. It Meaning? It, it, can you tell meaning, everybody? Meaning we spend so much money on Medicaid. We, get, we have some of the worst health insurance in the country. Mm-hmm. We pay for mostly all the people of Alabama and Mississippi and all, you know, that's part of the the burden of being california we pay for all their needs and they hate us <laughs> right so oh, I, think, hey. I think that enough is enough i think trump has started so much shit that i think some good things are coming of it wait a I second think, i think it's ju- not because of him he's not a, oh. he doesn't have a plan but his his declaration of war basically on the state of california has made california say you know what i'm talking about the leadership in california i'm Mm. talking about the business community in california you know what fuck you we're not we pay for uh, california tax tax revenue pays for 22 states federal money that's crazy it's crazy so, and we also subsidize, we pay, I pay $1,128 a month for me, Sid, and Chrissy. Elvis has insurance with his mom, right? So for three people, $1,128, Chrissy went to, with a sinus infection, they ran x-rays, cost $1,200, $300 copay. Wow. So why even, why should we participate in this? Just let's pool our money and have a fucking single payer system in California, and it's been it's being done right now. And guess who started it twenty years ago in Massachusetts? A Republican named Mitt Romney. Guess what? It works fucking great. And mm. a single payer for California. Now I know there's going to be some goofballs in Yucca Valley wearing Hitler mustaches saying this is <laughs> communism because that's what they did over Obamacare. But but. Uh, so what, but, what will that change? How is how does my like my life look different when it's single? Well, pair? think of think of the Kaiser system. It'll just it, or Medicare. So it'll be this big healthcare system. All the hospitals will exist. It'll just be put into a pool in California that is single that pays your health insurance, right? So that you, so that you can't price gouge. This is the main thing. The X-rays didn't cost twelve hundred dollars. Not even the close. X-rays didn't even cost. Twelve hundred twenty dollars. The X-rays cost forty dollars, but the way the health, the for-profit healthcare system in America is built up, the hospital has to charge that money because they're only going to get this certain amount. And most people, unlike me, don't pay their bills. Right. So then no, that three hundred dollars is going to go to collections, right? So I understand that that the system is broken. It doesn't work. It costs too much. It's 20% of GDP for anybody that knows business. You can't, we're competing, you know, everybody's saying, oh, China's bad or this, you know, all that. That's not true. All of those people's healthcare costs is six to 8% of gross domestic product. So meaning only six cents out of a dollar, eight cents out of a dollar is spent on healthcare. 
right? In, in America, it's 20 cents out of a dollar. That means that everybody's, there's many reasons for it, but everybody's being overpaid, uh, overcharging, right? Rehabs, we're in the rehab business. Mm -hmm. It's not worth $1,000 or $1,500 a day to be in a home with a marriage and family therapist and a doctor that comes by every other day. It's not worth $1,500 a day, mm -hmm. but that's what you charge. Then the insurance company says, okay, we'll pay you $856 a day, but only for three days. And then we're going to pay you $600 a day in partial hospitalization. Okay. That single payer gets rid of all of that. These are the costs. This is what it costs. This is what you get. There's no negotiation. That's what you want. You want to be in the healthcare field? <clears throat> this is what you get. And I'll take single payer uh, rehab fee, rehab money. It's the same as in network. Okay. Fee, right? Okay. So somehow I think that's what Trumpism is providing. Like, we don't need America. We don't. <laughs> we, can, we pay we, for America's roads, America's health care, America's food stamps, America's Medicaid and Medicare. We pay for 22 other states, the state of California's tax revenue. And they hate us anyways because we're liberals or because we're Oprah Winfrey or because of whatever, because we're Bob Forrest or whatever. Yeah. They hate us. And we pay for every single thing in their fucking worthless states. <laughs> I'm sick of it. No, I'm trumping back well, I, at the Trumpers. I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, <laughs> right? I, they I, want the roads fixed. You fucking pay to fix them. I can, I can feel it. You're, right? You're, you're, it's just I'm exaggerating being funny. But, yeah. but it is. This animus that animus is animosity toward from the Trump brigade that he stirred up and one third of americans towards us as californians is we need to turn it around and turn it back at them we pay for your fucking health care you motherfuckers <laughs> no seriously i don't even know this but, i don't even know how politicians that are not gonna say that they're gonna do it in very weird politician-y ways like okay you want to arrest our mayors because they sell pot? Did you hear about that? I, I did. <laughs> I, I did, but... Like, the wait, federal it, government came in and arrested the mayor it was of over here, Alt, right? Yeah, up in Victorville somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. And they, arrested and they the raided mayor. his house. They arrested well, the Well, I, I think he had... It was called Cool Jet or something, and he had, he what had is ownership. It? I think the, yeah, it was he a owned dispensary. Yeah, dispensary, and that's illegal at the federal level. Yes, it so is. So they're making an example out of him. Mm -hmm. Jeff Sessions and all his wonderful brigade of castaway fools. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's... So anyways, I think all good. this animosity towards California, this is where the, the brightest business people live, right? This is where... The, you said the fifth largest economy I, I in it was the, the world i thought it was the 13th largest economy in the world if it's moved up to fifth we're out of the deal <laughs> like why should we pay all these taxes so, so how do you get out of doing that well the insurance is a big part of it so we will stop paying into all those pools and we'll have our own thing right okay that that's basically what we need to do it, what it would be is california what we call medical mm -hmm. it would just be really high quality medical where everyone would just have the same and if you want to have high end it already exists most people don't know that right so so i'll give an example keith morris had a um had an emergency appendicitis like about 10 years ago and we were all scared we didn't want him to be in county usc hospital like and maybe die on a gurney in the hallway waiting for hours so is that because it's a place that does it for free Yes, it is. Okay. County USC. Well, I don't know what would be... What would be the comparison in Orange County, Mike? I'm trying to translate for Chuck here. What's uh, the worst I, hospital in... It in, would what's be the somewhere worst in Santa Ana. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? People that don't have insurance just go to the regular places and don't pay. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, Orange County's got to get hip. You need a county hospital where you just go and wait for five days. No, it's, it's everybody right. in the same building. Okay, so... Um, so, so and County USC's gotten better than it was 10 years ago. Anyways, so friend of ours is very affluent, very successful, loves Keith, runs down, meets us at the emergency room, puts his black Amex card down, right? 
They rush him back. They give him surgery. This is at Cedar Sinai Hospital. Oh, next I day, I go to visit Keith. He's in a private room with a living room. And hmm. I'm like, how the fuck did you get in here? And he's like, I don't know. It's great, though, isn't it? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I realized that they had that card. And they just charged for the deluxe room. Good for them. Cash. You know what I mean? There's a thing that's at at Cedars now called the Beyonce suite, right? There's the Reagan suite. Okay. These are, these is, there are apartments. Keith, is there a Keith Morris suite now? Is there a- well, I think that was the, the, the mistaken for a member of Red Hot Chili Pepper suite. <laughs> How excellent is that? I really do. He looks like uh, he, he's a musician and he was in this like real sweetish thing. So, so now... Your health insurance doesn't pay anything for that. You're a person of means. You want to stay in a private room with a living room and a big screen TV and your own private bathroom, and you want people to knock on your door and knock, knock, knock before they come in. May we take your temperature? Can we take your temperature, please? <laughs> in your butt. <laughs> Only if it's so, in my butt, please. So you pay, that's called uh, uh, insulary service. So you pay like $8,000 a day for that room, literally. Wow. Your insurance does not cover it. So rich people have always been getting that kind of care on top of their premium insurance, right? Okay. So that will still exist for everyone who wants to have ridiculously whatever high competency or whatever they think, that they think that this single-payer communism is going to stop them from having, though they don't have the money to do it. You understand? Yeah. You understand no, they, what I'm yeah, saying? they can't be that person of means. So, but they're afraid they're going to lose that anyhow. <laughs> I know they don't. Are they alcoholics? Are they, they going to lose something they'll never have? Unless there's a hospital mistake, like there was with Keith. If I now. if I win the lottery, what you're saying is, if I win the lottery, I won't be able. To, I will be. Able, wait, I never had the opportunity. I'm pissed anyway. You can't stay in the Beyonce suite unless you got a black Amex card. That's the why's it got to be black. That's what they. That's, that's the best one you can get. That's the I best know, one yeah. you can get. I've heard of them. Never. You seen know, one. I was at a bar one time. I frequent bars. I don't know if you know this or not about. Good me. for you. I I live. Uh, I, uh, Big Book says we can go anywhere at, and do anything at any time if our intentions are right. My intentions of going to a bar is to socialize or have dinner with somebody. Anyways, this friend of mine worked at a restaurant, uh, and he comes over and he goes, "I thought you'd want to see this." And Kobe Bryant was there, and it was Kobe Bryant's black Amex card. And I just said, can I touch it? And he goes, yeah, touch it. (laughs) Can I take a picture of it? Can I get an imprint? (laughs) Can I get the numbers? The number off the back? No, no. Yeah, the number (laughs) on the back. But uh, just like, because, you know, there's only, I mean, how many black Amex cards are there in the world, Mike? Not that many, I don't think. There's three. Kobe. Uh, I don't know. Kobe, Beyonce, and... (laughs) Ronald Reagan. There's got to be. There's three. There's got to be a few. But there's not tens... There's not a million. There's lots there's, of fucking rich people. There's not a million black Amex cards in the world. No. Britney Is Spears there? had one. Huh? Britney Spears had one. How do you know that? I don't know. Were you know. at a bar and somebody showed it to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, who's that girl? No. And I remember hearing something about it because she had gotten in trouble and like threw a black Amex card at somebody and going, yeah, bitch, take it out of that or something. Like oh, really? That. That's when she shaved her head. Bald. Oh, really? Oh. So, so, but, but anyways, if you have single payer, we'll all get better quality care, more streamlined care. Not all this nonsense. The x-ray cost $1,238. Insurance paid $716. You owe us $358 and we're going to send it to collections unless you pay within 30 days, right? None of that anymore. X-rays cost $200. The, the, the pool that you pay into the single payer pool pays that hospital $200 then that hospital knows they're always going to get $200 for every x-ray. They're not going to get nothing 50% of the time, which is what they get now, Mm -hmm. which is why they charge $1,200 to people like me who can pay for it. Because there's five other people that didn't pay for it because they can't afford it. Right. I'm fortunate and lucky. I don't think, I, I don't try to be arrogant. I, you know, it's not like you want to pay $300 on top of your insurance paid them $700, but I know that it's because five other people's insurance paid 
$26 and they didn't pay anything. Yeah, Covered California doesn't pay a lot sometimes. Yeah. So there goes my idea of investing in an x-ray machine. <laughs> you still no, can. You're going to make it the it same amount of money. I but could it's do it in my garage $200. for a thousand. <laughs> no, it, it's just ridiculous. That's why you're exactly right, Chuck. It's because the majority of people have shitty insurance. It doesn't pay even the coverage of the of the lab technician to take the x-rays, right? Right. And, right. and, and those guys aren't cheap. And the people getting the health care don't have the $300 and goes to collections and they don't care anyways because, you know, that's how I lived for 10 years. I'm, I, I went back and had to pay all this. You have to pay to clean up your credit. You know about this? This is no, so depressing. I just paid stuff off. You've never. You've always been a, a good stand up. No, guy, no, you? no. It took me five years to get caught up. Yeah, you paid First, it off. Well, I kind of had to. I hated every minute. Of it. I didn't enjoy it. I know some people think it's vital. There are things that fell off that I didn't chase down. No, well, here's there are bills that yeah, like fell let, off. That I didn't chase them down. Let's encourage because we've been sober a long time. I want to encourage you guys at home that are three or four or five years sober, and you're so nervous, and your credit score is five sixty or whatever, and you're never going to buy a house. They don't. That's just your disease talking. That's just catastrophizing. Yep. You stay sober. You'll figure it out. I I never intended to pay all this stuff, but other things came up in the way that I wanted. Right. One was back child support. Right, I owed a lot of back child God, support, dang, and I was sucks. cool with just paying a little bit, right? Until the Bicycle Thief album did well in Europe, and we were going to go there to play, and oh. I couldn't get a passport <laughs> yes. until I had paid off all my arrears, and I was like, "What the fuck is that? I can't even go make the money." I had all these arguments with oh, the they don't court. Care. They, they don't, don't care. They don't care. Right, so and that's not you're not depriving your mom or the mom or the no, kid the of any money. The it's state paid back her. The state, I owe the state, right? Because because a lot of people get that stuff for free, but because you were upstanding, you're held accountable. Right. Well, I owed it. Yeah. So so get this though. This is the greatest thing. So I had to go to Santa Ana because that's where the whole court mm -hmm. case was. I go there and I said. How much, I don't really understand the paperwork that comes to my house. I've never paid attention to it. What is arrears? And the woman said, what do you mean? I said, can you bring my name up and tell me how much in arrears I owe? I don't even know what the word arrears means, but I have to get rid of that in order to get a passport. And she goes, I understand, honey. And she looks it up and she goes, you owe $14,338 in arrears. But you still owe ten thousand three hundred dollars or whatever it was, right? And I had owed forty thousand, so I had paid it down a good amount. But Ooh, still, good. I had this arrears. Good. I still, to this day, this was twenty years ago. I still don't know what arrears is. It's just but it's what past the fuck due. Is arrears. That? That's way, due. way, way past due. It's yeah. Getting it no, in the arrears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something to do with your arrears. Right. No, because I was paying arrears and current. And current. I was right. I was doing that. 42% of my gross income. What is arrears? Hey, in new people, 42% of my gross income went to current child support, plus I owed arrears of $11,000 when I got sober and I was making six six and a quarter an hour. I was making nothing. Uh, I mean, that's... I was, so, making, I was a musician, Chuck. I was making zero. Yeah. So I made... And I was, work, I was working building truck bodies and I was... There was no way you can get by doing what I did. There's no did way. It. And you did And it. they took every uh, tax return. They took every bit of money that came my way. Everything was intercepted. I can't believe they can't stop fentanyl when they found every penny coming <laughs> in my direction. It says here... It, it says here that arrears is money that is owed and should have been paid earlier. <laughs> Well, that's a snarky definition. <laughs> Way to be a dick. It, sh did, it should have been paid. But how do they determine what's arrears and what's current? Because, be because I was behind in the current also. Uh, yeah, but arrears, I think it is. It hits a certain it point. It hits a certain point. I think it's like past like three months or six months or something. It becomes, oh, now you should have paid this. Three months, uh, three six months. How about three years or I, six years? I don't know because it was ridiculous because I was acquiring it while I was still living with her. But we were collecting the money from the government so that I could take that money and buy this, drugs with it. So what it is is, is like you, you owed you owed forty thousand dollars, 
and and uh, no, but you were paying partial partial to one the, arrears and the, partial to the, the current car, and the, partial to the back current. So if your debt is a thousand dollars a month and you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to pay six hundred, well, that's four hundred dollars goes to arrears because <laughs> that should have been paid. <laughs> goes back into that your should, rear. <laughs> that should have been paid. So and how they determine what should be paid? Not that's a whole another. Cal, uh, uh, court calculation. So I'm sitting with this lady in Santa Ana Court. She says, "Yo, fourteen thousand three hundred and twenty-eight dollars, or whatever it was, right?" And you and said, I "You take three? Went, oh my <laughs> God! I don't even have fourteen hundred dollars." Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, can I have that on paper?" And so then I went to my manager at the time and I said, "Unless I pay this money, I can't go to Europe." And they said, "Oh shit, shit, shit." Okay, and then I got an advance on the tour to pay that off so I could go there, right? And I was going to make no money, which was fine, but also people that I worked with weren't going to make much money either. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, now they know. No, they knew. They knew. And, you know, the wonderful Pete did it. Mike, by the way, Pete went and didn't make much money, just went to do the tour and have fun, right? And... So all the budgets. Pete Weiss. Yes, Pete Weiss was a drummer and the bicycle thief for that European tour. How crazy! Awesome. You didn't take Kevin. So, no, Kevin. Kevin did not. He, I guess, maybe didn't want to go for the short money. He didn't want to go for free. (laughs) He didn't want to live in a van with you in Europe. But but so get this. So then, so then, so then the whole thing came out. Everybody, everybody made money, but me. I made no. I made food, right? And then budgets were cut to cover that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So so then I do this, right? And nine eleven happens. Oh what? can you imagine what happened in in the t- concert industry just yeah. a few weeks after nine eleven? So the tour half the tour was cancelled, but the concert promoter was so cool and there was these one, two big shows in Belgium called Crossing Borders. And that basically covered my child support. And, but, you know, everybody got like 500 bucks for going over there. And, you know, we had a fun time. But we only played like 12 shows instead of like 40, right? And so, so it was a bummer. I got the arrears paid off. And then slowly but surely just kept trugging away uh, at that main piece. And it went down. And finally, I remember paying it off. And what a feeling that was. I was mm-hmm. probably, Elijah was living with me when I paid it off. So 90, 2000, 2001's 9-11. I still owe like 20 grand in regular child support. Probably didn't get it done until 2003, right? So I was seven years sober and paid off my child support. And it is important to say to the people, it's not like my child went without food or health care. It wasn't that. The state paid in Medi-Cal and in, and in food. That we reimbased. Uh, uh, you know what? I, wick, whack. What, what's the food, milk, and all that? Wick. 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 Women, and right? and then, children. And then as the father, who's the deadbeat, which is what I was, you owe yeah. that money that went to the welfare of that child, which is fair. But I still just never understood like what how it was divided in half. Like you owed 14000 on the one hand and twenty on the other. Why don't they just combine it all and say you owe $34,000? I think it's a, it has to do with how they hide their money. The California <laughs> shell game of hiding money. <laughs> From the people, they can say, "Oh, look at how much we're out over here and over here." But I mean, that's that's uh, you know, your system's broken, California, because I was living with the woman and I took that money and spent it on drugs. So investigate. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you get what I'm saying? That California, because we're now the target of every. Uh, kind of new the the trumpism wave oh californians oprah winfrey smokes weed they're all bad people they're all terrible they're all rich Does they're she? all scumbag that makes me kind yeah, of like her more it? yeah she's a weed head did, no did you idea. know that mike it came out that oprah's stoned all the time what oh, yes good for her. google that shit it's great that I, makes it yeah, almost made me like yeah. her right yeah so so but yeah but she and she is the princess of California, you know what I mean? In the in the conservative weird world that we're living in. So so 
I, th- I believe it's going to make California a better place. I, I believe that we're going to start taking Some care of our own and start like, yeah, isolationism. Then something happened yesterday that, or yeah, today that cinched it. And that is in the case of gambling, it's up to the oh, states according to the Supreme Court. Guess what's to follow that? In the case of abortion, it is up to the states. Guess what's to follow that? In the case of marijuana, it is up to the states. States are going to have more power. There's a new federalism movement. And if any state in the union I want to live in, if states rule, is California. California, here I come. We're the greatest state in the union, people. And, And it's moving to an autonomous state Back to a more uh, fundamentalist idea of the union, the idea the United of, uh, States of America. Actually, the Republic, you know, is, yeah. is separate. Is, is separate entities that are that are working together. We no, do live in the greatest state. We Where can in, you go in one day? I in one day last this winter, I went to Mount Baldy and sled in the snow with my kids. Then we drove down here, hung out for a while, and went to Laguna Beach in the afternoon, and we're at the beach in the sunshine. What other state can you do that in? You can't do it in Florida because there's no mountains and there's no snow. But there right? are alligators. But, but think of any other state in the Union you can go to the ocean and the snow in one day. Yeah, no, I, I I like it here. I I'm not you know I'm not an extensive traveler, but I've I've been to the you northeast. You go to Mount Baldy. It's to, twenty minutes. Yeah, from no, here. no, no. I mean, I'm talking about different states I've been to, and there's well, you not know a, the ones that are landlocked that don't have the ocean. And those I can't be. I you know I it sounds dumb. Could you not live in a state that didn't have a beach? I don't think I I would have a hard time being in a place that didn't have a well, coastline. The g- good news for you: Minnesota, Illinois. Michigan all have beaches. They all have the it's big called lakes. the Great yeah, Lakes, yeah. right? But but for the most part, like there is very few places anywhere in the world that you can snow snowboard and sled in the snow and then be in the sunny beach in an hour drive. No, I, I like I like where we are. I like what it is. I, I love so the place. A, I, I love the Northern California transition down into Southern California. It's a beautiful place. So it's great. It's great weather. It's great. It's great amusement. It's great people. It's great. Here's an interesting thing about institutions, right? So I'm very proud of Los Angeles having great learning institutions, right? SC, UCLA, right? Here in Claremont Colleges, I know nobody really knows, but this is the Harvard of the West Coast. The Claremont Colleges and Pomona College, though nobody really knows, is equal to Harvard and Yale. Hmm. Did you know that? No. It's right. It's five minutes from here. But my landlord is the leading authority on James Joyce in the world. He's written four books on James Joyce. He's taught at the colleges for 40 years, right? I love that, that there's intelligence and there's entrepreneurship and there's drug addicts and, and, and multi-ethnic, multi kind of, cultural melting pot this is when they get when america gets all sentimental about what america is this great melting pot of ideas it's actually california they're talking about that's right yeah it's right here man you can go to koreatown thai town chinatown and we all live in harmony together for the most part it's not it's not as segregated as as people would like to think that it might be there's a whole lot of movement i love going into but it's segregated but respectful Right? It, it, there's like a, I don't know, California is a great place. and, and Well, we don't gets, run into Chinatown gets... and go, this place sucks. We go there and we appreciate it. We look at the stuff. And because being raised in Southern California, it, we, we always had to be accepting of other cultures and languages and things right. and customs. And, and we're taught these, I was taught these things from a young age to be open minded and to be, you know, allow people to be who they are. Right. Uh, that's just part of what we are. That's what you're teaching Elvis. It's what you're you're going yeah, to teach Sydney. Gotta, that's what my kids know. That's what my kids don't see uh, a divide. Yeah, but there, but there, it is. You're allowed to be you, and you're respected to be you. That's the ideal of Southern California in particular, right? And San Francisco to a certain extent, right? Uh, to a crazy extent, almost. Right <laughs> to a, to a ridiculous extent. Yeah. But but so I'm just saying. 
I was so pessimistic about this Trump stuff and it upset me. And I'm seeing when I talk to my fellow Californians, whether it's really conservative friends of mine in Orange County or up north in Lake Shasta, everybody's like, you know what? We're California. Fuck them. Everybody has this, we're fucking California, right? Now, this separatist movement is getting a bunch of publicity. It's like 8,000 people on the internet. Don't believe me. <laughs> you mean the three Californias? <laughs> I heard about it. that. It's came never going to happen. That it's never going to happen because guess what? Los Angeles and San Francisco don't want it. Guess where all the votes are? Los Angeles and California. Yeah. So Los Angeles and San Francisco. So you've got you've got eighty four hundred votes up there in your survival compound up in Northern California. <laughs> it's not going to really win on a ballot. No, that's what's funny is that as soon as that was brought up, it was brought up as the topic of conversation yesterday during the Mother's Day dinner. And everybody over 40 went, nah, ain't going to happen. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Do you know there are more more people in Los Angeles County there in the, in, than in the state of North Dakota? I think there's more undocumented people in Los Angeles <laughs> County than there are in North, North Dakota. <laughs> and North Dakota gets two senators. We have to listen to their fucking nonsense. It's just, let's just, we're a part of the union. Let's just take care of California. I, I truly believe that's the movement. California first. I believe Make that's, California great again. I believe that's what Trump has caused. MCGA. And I think we'll have single payer. I think we'll look at our education system in a different way, like an intelligent way, in a in a in a coming together way. Do you think there's because I, I can hear the naysayers already saying, Well, what's going to happen is that the the level of care will go down because the the quality doctors will leave California. You know what? They won't because they, they want to live here. They, they want to live here. here. So they, let me tell you something. If we were California Idaho, we might have a, to worry about people leaving. Other than Manhattan and Boston, California has the highest state taxes on Jersey. So Jersey is all people who want to live in a more rural area away from New York City, right? Oh, right, right, right. Right? So Jersey, n n not upstate New York, because they have separate taxes, but the the taxes of New York City, uh, western, eastern New Jersey, and Boston are the highest taxes in the United States, except for California. We are the highest state taxes, right? 9.5% sales tax, uh uh, I think 10% uh, California state tax was state franchise tax board. Yeah, but we're getting a bullet right? train, Bob. But but here's the thing. Everybody still wants to live here. <laughs> because <laughs> it's fucking California, people. <laughs> I, I, love, I love when people go, I'm so glad I left there. I see them on Facebook going, I'm so glad I left there. I don't even feel a need to respond. <laughs> because you don't, you don't say that unless you're regretting it. That's like going... I'm so glad I ditched that bitch. Here's the, no, here's the thing not. about you're here's missing about leaving her. here because I am going to leave here someday. Uh, but yeah, but feet I'm leaving first with a toe tag. I'm, no, I'm leaving for <laughs> something even better, like Bali or you know what I mean. I'm going somewhere. I thought we were going to France. Better. I wanted to go to France. Well, France, you know, France, you know, they don't speak English there. It's hard hey for me. Bob, it's remember hard for me. when we played Montana and we played that rodeo? Oh my God! We played Does that Chuck rodeo. Chuck know the story of that? I don't know. That was the greatest. So but, we played. Uh, what Spring about Break. Montana? I mean, uh, doesn't uh, Robert Redford live there or something? Yeah, I, no, in Colorado, doesn't he or something? Oh, maybe it's Colorado. But, uh, well, same thing, Montana, Colorado. Let me tell this story. So okay. great rock and roll stories that I've experienced. Bring it. Thelonious uh, Monsters got Sammy Agar weekends going pretty good. We hear that we're flying because, you, you know, Mike and I weren't really paying attention to the uh, thing they give you, where we're going. Boy, to say the itinerary. <laughs> itinerary. The itinerary. So we're in Seattle, <laughs> and they go, you know, you got to get up early because we're going to the airport. Whoa, going to the airport? What the fuck? You know, me and Mike are like, what? Huh? Airport? Where? Airport? And we flew from Seattle to Helena, Montana, wasn't it? <laughs> on a prop plane with no toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's just like, because nice. I, I get a little tummy problems in the morning if I don't have a few drinks. Okay, right? Yeah, I need to go to the bathroom. We so get on this you plane gotta, and well, there's no me, toilet. Let me explain this plane for one. Like, <laughs> I have never been on a smaller plane, like that a little airline plane. Right? airline. Like a little airline, airline plane. And, I mean, you had to duck. 
and go through the door, and then you had to crouch down you to crouch walk down, down these the tiny aisle. Seats. One and seat on one side, one <laughs> seat on the other, and, and it, it was, held and about twelve people. You need to find out the make of the, of the aircraft so you can just say it was a this. Okay, okay. so you know how how I like, just had never been on a plane like this. No, no you, bathroom. There's you know no how, bathroom. Here's the first thing you notice when you're on one of these things is that you're not flying very high off the ground not, at all. Not high off the ground. <laughs> you're no, like you're like high, down on high. in the lower area of where all the other how planes. How far are. is it There's from no jets Washington from. to Montana? It's not that far, all but right. it stopped three times. So I'm I'm like <laughs> I get, get on the gas? plane. And I'm a little scared. It's a prop plane. I'm a little scared, and I'm feeling a little tummy problems. And it's loud. My it's loud as a motherfucker. And I said to the person who's helping you, like, where is the bathroom? And she said, there's not a bathroom. And I was like, I have to have a bathroom. And I was getting that panicked, anxious feeling that you get so <coughs> often. And she goes, we stopped several times, though. So if you need a potty stop, we'll, we'll stop. I was like, the plane's going to stop. If I have alcoholic diarrhea. That's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Can we bring it down? I got to... Can we pull down? Really fast. Hey, guys, really fast. Bring it down. I just shit my pants. Do you you say that? Do you... you, Instead of saying, do you pull over? Do you say, hey, can we pull down really quick? So remember, Mike, it stopped. It would would fly like for 20 minutes. It would land somewhere else and two people would get off. And two people would get off. What yeah, the hell? Be like, and there was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just weird. It stopped like a like a really no airport. It's just like a landing strip, like, like a the, like the a street? train, like a train stop. <laughs> okay. and two people would get on, and then we stop again. It was like an airport. It was like an airport. Coming down into Helena, right? And you're looking down like this, is, you know, because you've been driving for you've been flying for like an hour seeing nothing <laughs> and so you're thinking like well when we get to the town where the concert is this is going to be all worth it <laughs> and you uh-huh. just look down and it's just like it looks like a tv show like deadwood like down below <laughs> no, you. a main street <laughs> yeah, and it's just like fuck so then we get we went to the gig right and like we're playing a college spring break thing at the college campus and it was because they could not get the chili peppers yeah yeah and they, I, I thought, they wanted the chili peppers <laughs> they wanted the chili peppers but they couldn't afford the Who chili they peppers know? we had the know? same managers so, okay Lindy Getz said well I got a band that's I got just, a band like, just like just them. like I them. told them it's just <laughs> they got like a hit on the hit on the radio and everything there is nothing like there's no similarities between chili peppers and Thelonious Monster. <laughs> And they so said then, both bands like Bob Forrest. Yeah, but, but get this. So they're telling them we're like the Chili Peppers. And then the, if you remember the band, the opening band was a tribute to you too. I swear oh, to no. God. And so oh, we yeah. ended the game. Everybody and loved playing, those guys. And they loved them. And we're playing in a rodeo rink where the audience stands on the poop in the mud. Really? <laughs> in a rodeo <laughs> rink. Nice. I'm talking. A, okay, wait. Let me explain this. this. Is like, like this is not. This is not a fancy indoor rodeo rink. This is a motherfucking barn out in the middle of like a round <laughs> barn that has you know the agricultural open, department that's of open, the college that's air open. <laughs> it's like open, but it's got a roof. It's got a roof, but it's, but got it's got open two around ends like are, it's about twenty yeah. ten feet in between the stands and the and the. And so I'm, the, we're walking around there, and this YouTube band it, is playing. They had just had a rodeo because it was smelling. Like yeah, it smelled. And I, so there's like you know there's like. 800 kids there, whatever. They're loving you, too. I'm getting ready. Like, this can be all right. They didn't like us at all. <laughs> they I'm us. shocked. They did not. So we started playing, and then we got kind Play of nervous. Play the bridge song. <laughs> we got kind of nervous, you know. We're, like, looking at each other, like, going, wow, man, what the fuck? Is they people hate our guts. They don't like it. What does Bunch that mean? Bunch of cowboy kids, they man. They a said lot of boo? them started, no, they just started so Chuck, leaving. I'll give, you, I'll give you one guess. I'll give you one guess. Don't, be, don't say anything, Bob. What do you think we did? A Chili Pepper song. No. One you more told guess. Them, Fuck you. We played Freebird Free for Bird. 25 oh, no. minutes. <laughs> you got to play it? The, 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 oh, my. The hundred, I would never have guessed the that. The hundred that stayed love Freebird. Oh, one time we played the Sugar Bowl in, in New Orleans 
I think it's the Sugar Bowl, and Alabama was in it. You're asking and, me. <laughs> and these guys came up the front, and they were all drunk, and they never heard of Thelonious Monster. They're like, you know Sweet Home Alabama? And I was like, we fucking do. And we played it three times in one night. It made the audience go crazy because yeah. Alabama was in the Sugar Bowl. That's a, that was a, those are those, that was a good trick, man. You gotta pull a trick. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pull the gotta, Alabama. You're in show I think we played shock. Freebird and Alabama. <laughs> I think we played Freebird and, and yeah. Sweet, Sweet Home, Alabama. Home Alabama. And then we were done. Yeah, but but that and then I'll give you another one. When I was roadie for the Chili Peppers on their first tour, we're kind of we, we the gigs are bad. There's like eight people at the gigs, right? And so then. Somebody tells us that this guy really likes you guys and he's going all out on Thanksgiving. Um, it was the, the day after Thanksgiving, but we had Thanksgiving off and we're going to that town and we're invited to Thanksgiving dinner at the promoter's house so that we have a family thing. And it was really nice. We went to his house and we had Thanksgiving dinner and people that worked for the club and whatever. Next night, no one at the gig. No oh. one. It's a Friday night in this town in Wisconsin. What no year? No one. What year? It was 83, 84. So before Mother's Milk. Oh, yeah. It was the first album. <laughs> and we just felt so bad because the guy was so nice and like, you still got to get paid. Then the opening band was playing cover songs and then they're talking to me after the gig because we're trying to figure out we don't want the guy to pay and it's just a bummer and so sorry and he was such a nice guy, right? And... And I'm the opening band is asking me questions. They think I'm the manager of the band, and I'm like, I'm the I'm the roadie. I'm not the manager. And they're like, to them, I was I had connections in show business, and so they're asking me <laughs> how you get a record deal. Uh huh. All right. And I'm kind of drunk, and I, the, the guy's girlfriend was kind of cute. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, I mean, you have to write songs. That's the first thing I suggest you guys do. And they're like, they're writing down. <laughs> Number one, write songs. songs. You can't get a record deal playing uh, cover songs. It, like I had, I was breaking down knowledge to them <laughs> as to how you get okay. a record deal. And I don't know how you get a record deal, but I know you don't get them from playing like the Cars and <laughs> and like UFO. You can't do, you can't they, do. I remember they played Lights Out by UFO. And like and new wave songs. Uh, eight six seven five three. Oh, <laughs> you can't get a record deal no. doing that. They already did. These are the formative years of new wave and what became modern rock. Mm. And I always wondered because in the back of my mind, that's pretty strange thing to wait to talk to somebody involved with the band who has a record deal to ask how you get a record deal. It's pretty ambitious. I always wondered if they did get one. They probably did. Maybe they did, and maybe they owe you. They're probably some money. more successful than we are. <laughs> I know. What if it's like? Well, that's true. Wait, Remember so the guy? The guy. Um, what was his name? John or Jeff? There was a guy that um, was going to school in North Carolina or something, and he liked Thelonious Monster, like really liked us. And I said. Um, he was complaining to me about school, and I was all drunk. And I said, "Well, this fucking quit school, fuck school. Just come on the <laughs> come on the road with us." And he did for like four gigs, and he was riding around the van with us. And and he was like, "No, I got to go back to school." And I was going, "Fuck school, no. Just come on. We'll look after you and whatever." Then he went back to North Carolina, and he, I guess he went back to school. But then he formed a band there. Band happened to be Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Swear to God, I had so, something to do with the creation of Hootie and the Blowfish. I don't know I was, whether to thank you or. <laughs> oh, I like them. Everybody makes fun of them. I like no, them. I, <clears throat> I like the fact that it, I've I've never seen an African African American man sound more white in my Have life. Have you seen it? He's a country star. Yes, now. and he's he, I Darius think he, is Darius name. Rucker, and he was also the destroyer in the Kiss um, Scooby Doo movie oh does he do the voice yeah he does the voice for the destroyer oh my god anyway seems like a good guy but yeah it's, it's, you know wait whatever. so you're, you're talking about that's like the true men don't kill coyotes yeah yeah that album nobody like showed up knows and that like we were used this is like like week two gig nine and we were used to like tw 12 to 40 people showing up and now there's like nobody zero, zero 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 pays that's rough right 
And the guy was so nice, man. The guy who did the gig. That doesn't happen anymore either. I don't think that what? sort of that sort of people people giving a shit. That promoter cared about the artists. He wanted to see the artist, and he brought him out, and he said, "Hey, come to my we house." Had Thanksgiving dinner with that, the guy. That, that kind of thing that just seems so, uh, so distant. That's so, so far from pay to play. So, so, anyways, I getting back to the real theme. Like California is gonna take care of its own. I think we're gonna have to be more reasonable about this sanctuary stuff, and we're gonna have to have real adult conversations within communities. Right. I just think if you want to, whatever part, wherever you live, if you want to be that, be that. Right. And the, I think that we can have these conversations that we can't seem to have on a national level. We can have it on a county level. We can have it on a, on a, on a state level. Um, you know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. we can do it within California. Now, you know, I'm not going to argue with racists because there's no point in arguing with racists. Right. But there is an argument to, okay, how, how much, how, how, how to the carpet are we going to go for this immigration thing, right? We believe it's all a part of the vibrancy of California, but you can't have an unlimited amount of people uh, here. Right, but the, the trick with that has always been, where do you shut the door? Where do you draw the line? How many years, how many arrests, how many, what is the criteria? Um, can you do it out of jails? Can you just deport the people that get arrested for being bad? Um, but there, no, we don't. We don't want anybody going to jail. And the breakup families. So so, no, yeah, we, so have like, to, we have to. We have to have some tough conversations. So you, you penalize people like, for being single. Just you know? like I would have had a tough conversation with those Irvine housewives. Fuck you. We're keeping score. You don't like it? Then take your daughters home. Fuck you. What <laughs> happened to fuck you, Chuck? <laughs> I don't Well, you know, it's been used so much it doesn't mean it anymore. It means like, hey. <laughs> it's, it's been used to death. No, I Tony I'm Robbins not, says it. It doesn't count. Well, no, I would have said uh, and that and that is probably going to come up for me. I'm going to say my kid keeps score. I don't give I, I don't know what to here. tell you. My kid keeps score. You your kid don't keep score. That's fine. Whatever cuz I don't control you whatever if if you don't want to play cuz we're keeping score. So if you don't want to play, go home. Right? Right? They're not going to go home and disappoint their daughters. Oh no, but you So know. you're going to force them to do the right thing. And that's that's not even that's the example is the ah. dreamers. The dreamer kids have never broken the law. They've had a certain grade point average. They have had no social services money received by them. They deserve citizenship. Any logical, reasonable person believes that. Mitch McConnell believes that. Paul Ryan believes that. And whack job liberals believe that. So how come <laughs> that can't be? Because, because it can't because of this political environment we have well we don't care about that political environment in california we can do the right thing right so the dreamers are california citizens and they cannot be deported then let's take it from you know the, the idea is to have a mental health court an immigration court that is fair that a judge decides not based on pol politics and prejudices but what is right if you got a minor traffic violation that you couldn't pay the fine on, you shouldn't be ripped from your children. Oh, no, right? yeah. But if you're a gangbanger who's been arrested with a gun, you get deported. Just logical, commonsensical, reasonable, intelligent ideas can return oh, but on a the word. smaller level. You just use the word intelligent. And that's the problem is that most people are acting these days emotional and not intelligent. There's so much. You know what I'm talking about, right? But it's 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 emotional discussions. They're not intelligent discussions that we're having. They're emotional. But we do it in the judicial all the time, where it's up to the judge. You have There's to. discrepancy, and then you the have judge. to live with what the well, judge says. Well, we need says. to do it with mental health too, which is a topic for another time. But literally, <clears throat> there. If you if you know that somebody's st stashing weapons, saying crazy things shooting off guns claiming they're gonna go shoot everybody and all this kind of crazy stuff that like the the waffle house kid did mm -hmm. there is no law to stop them because they have a right to be mentally ill they have a right to not take medicine they do you cannot hold them against their will right 
Right. Well, we need a court system that settles mental health issues in California. I couldn't agree more, especially with that the the two to three out of ten that are that are homeless not by choice, but that are mentally infirmed in one way or another, where they they need our help. It's it's indecent to not help them and give them a place to stay. But as long as we're going to use things as political weapons against each other, you're not going to solve anything reasonably. And that's why I do believe California can solve some of these problems. Because I have conversations with people who pose as liberals around liberals and then are just more like me, more like you got to have some sort of functioning society. You can't yeah. have, you know, everything for everybody and rich people pay for it. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? Yeah. But, but that's the same thing. I think you're right, though. I think it, I, I, I like the idea of bringing it down to a smaller, lower level of conversation. It, the so, same thing the feds are doing with... with it, it, it started with gambling. It's going to be abortion. It's going to be guns. It's going to be And drugs. it should be state by and state. State by state, you decide, right? And then I think county by county, right? I think that, that there's, there's an idea, and we've done this with gambling and, and doing it with marijuana. And unfortunately, counties like San Bernardino are going to have a lot of pot grows in them and a lot of, and, and Victorville are going to have, because they have a low tax base. They don't have money. This is a good opportunity and for their good place communities. To grow. Yeah. And then it won't be in Beverly Hills and it won't be in, in, in other areas that have good tax revenue. So that you're not going to have a pot clinic on every corner in Beverly Hills. I fucking guarantee you that. Right? They, they still but, don't go to clinics but they're, where the money is. But they're in Burbank, which is right over the hill. Mm -hmm. Who consumes the marijuana? The people in Beverly Hills. Who but could they, pay $60 for that pot? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, I want to once just go into one of those places. I did. And shop. And I, I want to buy some for somebody, not for me. But I just want to do it. I don't think I'm tempting fate by doing that. I don't think I'll no, go crazy. I went with a client who was a tremendous methadone opiate addict. He was doing replacement with marijuana. He asked if I would go for, you know, moral support or whatever. He was insecure. I went. It was weird. It was really weird. Is it uncomfortable? No, it wasn't uncomfortable. It was Is just it like, like being I can't. In a porn no, it was store? like. No, it was, it was like, I can't believe this is happening in West Hollywood at La Cienega and Santa Monica Boulevard. I can't believe this. People went to prison. People I knew went to prison for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I, <laughs> now it's right across from IHOP. <laughs> yeah. And the people I know that are, that are the, real, the real smokers are pissed off at the 25% tax. Gary Tovar went to prison for eight years for pot. Did he really? Yeah, for pot. Right, and now you can buy it in this nice little boutique kind of store right at La Cienega in Santa Monica. <laughs> oh, you know, Gary's Gary in the end was right. right you know right. what I mean? He was like thirty years ahead of his time. Let's give credit where credit uh, is no, due. I, right? I think he's done great work with his life too. I think he's done a lot of good. He's he's a bundle of fun, really. He's such a positive. Every time I see him, I smile. How about people in your life that every time you see them from across the room, you just smile? Those people are gifts from God, people. Well, look what look what look what Gary did, who he brought to the area, the shows he allowed to happen so that all of us could have memories forever because the shows he put together. Right. Golden Voice made so many things happen that are people's best night ever's. I know. It really, one of my best night ever's opening for um, Motorhead at Olympic Auditorium. Was How many gold, times can you say it? Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Thank you, Gary, for making, making dreams. And, um, it, you know, so the way that happened was he, we had done this other 10 show gig at Olympic, I think, or at Fenders or something. And he well, came. There's a big difference between he, Fenders. <laughs> but he came, he came to us. No, it was like, you know, it was like UK subs and blah, 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 and, you know, a million bands, right? Okay. And he came to us and he goes, hey, guys, you know, we're running way behind schedule. I don't think, uh, you know, how about this? You guys, I'll pay you the 150. <laughs> we're getting paid 150 dollars. This is like an 85. He goes, hey, yeah, but you're not going to play tonight. And I'm going to give you whatever gig. If you guys are cool, I'll give you a great gig coming up. We'll talk about it. Right? So I was like, 
you know, to me, I don't. I was scared of punk rockers, anyways. I was nervous about we're gonna yeah, that, go out there and play. You know what? For people. That wouldn't happen. That is what I'm. That's the same shit we were talking about that doesn't happen anymore. They would then say he you're let bumped, us pick kid. Opening for good for you. Motorhead at Olympic Auditorium. Good for you. And he probably paid you more than one hundred and fifty dollars. Like two fifty. Hey, you know what? That <laughs> what is that like? Five, seven, about seven hundred today's money. You're in a band with how many people? Three other guys, four people. There's five people. Five people. Flowing's Monster had eight people in it. Oh. 150 bucks split eight ways. It's not great, right, it, Mike? It was not good. It paid for gas. Where is Mike? Mike Mart. Mike Mart. Sometimes, sometimes it worked out. Sometimes it didn't. <laughs> That's almost like a Buddha statement, right? Sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't. Very Mike zen, Mark, very zen of it's you, Mike. very zen. Very zen. But so in the in our when we were our best, we had four guitar players. Hey, I didn't know that. That's my favorite. How great is that? That's my four favorite part of the players. movie. Is they go not the fourth guitar player in a row, the fourth guitar player on stage that night. Can you imagine the cacophony of fucking nuttiness that that, that was? Everybody, at, what is that? At thirty five hundred megahertz or hertz or whatever all in the same <laughs> but we weren't playing the same things they're playing like like chris hansen played like talking heads like r&b and kk played like bar chords because that's all he could play he was a drummer that had just was playing guitar in our band and but he wrote try right you ever heard that song yes those are the only three chords that he knew that's true you know that was just four chords that he did was like uh he was like an artist weirdo who played a 12 string electric guitar that he didn't know how to tune but he just did single note single string like solos over top of the bar chords and the wacka 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 funk r&b thing and then dicks denny with his stooges weirdos fucking wall of sound it was pretty profound and i think dicks denny loved it because it was just a band of misfits he was the only one that really knew how to is he the only one that didn't have glasses too? Yes, he was the only one without. I think glasses. Dick's like totally got it, man. Yeah, and then yeah, Mike well, he had to have loved it because he didn't did need to do it. Who did you replace the first time? You didn't. Mike got added just playing acoustic I, I guitar. I think I might have. He got I added think, to that. I think uh-huh. I might have replaced Bill Stobel. Bill Stobel. So, but but you were you did we did any more? You would come up and play acoustic with us. I went wherever there were free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Says Mike. Mark. That was not quite a sin. I think we we will. <laughs> Let's stick with the. Sometimes it worked out. What did you say? That yeah. that is a was t-shirt. A, it was a yin yang. Sometimes it worked out. Sometimes it didn't. Mike Mart. Exactly. Right. Well, I'm believing that California is going to work out. That we're going to sol- start solving some problems. Number one is like healthcare because healthcare involves homeless. Right. Homeless right. have nowhere to go because they don't have any mental health services in California. That's Half the giant. people on the street are mentally ill, right? Half of them. I'm mentally ill. See, uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, you get this stigma, don't call me mentally ill. Like, dude, you're mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. I'm diagnosed with dysthymia, <laughs> major depression, and narcissistic personality disorder with a co-occurring of obsessive compulsive disorder. All right. That's an actual it's, documented mental health diagnosis. It's right? not OCDPR. It's or it's not. Or in other words, a very stable genius. <laughs> <laughs> right, I can be president. No, uh, uh, major depression and dysthymia. I don't think I have major depression. I just think I have chronic depression. Right, which okay. is non-organic, right? Not unipolar, not unipolar. Well, you, you know what? I, okay, I, I I believe. I mean, it, it's totally. I think because most here's of us the thing about my depression: I can make up my mind not to be depressed. When you have major depression, you can't make up your mind not to be depressed. Tricks work with my depression. If I stay active, if I go to meetings, if <coughs> I I keep telling people how I feel, if I don't, if I take showers and shave. Right? If I'm just proactive with no medicine, I can pull out of depression. People with major depression can't do that. Uh, see, that's why I think uh, being diagnosed and spending time in the funny farm, I think that I was misdiagnosed and I think minor personality disorders because, yeah. because I can. Well, there they're are, all colliding into each other, too. You can have a, because figure major depression is on a continuum. 
you could have it slight. Right. Right. That's why no medication fixes it because it's it's under the the baseline that they're trying to get you. I I, I just have this theory that everything about psychopathology uh, is not true on a certain level. So you can have a major depression, which is organic brain depression, that medication does not work on because it's minor, and severe chronic depression, which is personality or trauma involved right okay then you can have the coping mechanism i came up with which was being obsessive compulsive i believe i have obsessive compulsive personality problems and i also have a com obsessive compulsive brain right the brain gets activated by the personality obsessive compulsive and then it just goes on automatic pilot i don't need medication to stop it I just need to watch myself, be aware, you know, talk to other so people. So it comes about to mindfulness. You're, right, you're aware right. of it. mindfulness. Yeah, that's that's big. And but, and everybody who has these problems thinks medicine is the solution. That's what big pharma has convinced mentally ill people. It's not. You have to have mindfulness. You have to slow down. You have to stop abusing drugs and alcohol. You have to start being a part of something. You have to start saying yes instead of no all the time. There's so many things that you need to to be aware to to have abundance and f and a full life and they just keep telling you oh the prozac's not working let's up the dose let's use some boost bar Change let's it. do this let's do that abilify well it's so weird to tell somebody like that's depressed to just you know get out of bed wash your face go, go take a shower shave i can always walk tell your day, it's, it's, get out in the sunshine whatever and they just go no that's not going to work dude well so for some people it doesn't for some people with 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 uh, the ones I on call the, the real ones, the, the ones real I, major the, depressed ones. <laughs> but what Mike's saying is, most of the people are probably a combination, yeah. like I am, and they refuse to believe in anything other than medicine to fix them Why? because they've been because brainwashed they've been by big pharma right. yeah. that you pills resolve uh, life's everyday miseries. They don't. No. Pills do not pay your electric bill. You do. Uh, but in my case, I just notice, like I get, I get lethargic, I get depressed, I get lazy, I don't want to shave. So then, if you ever see me, like I haven't shaved in two days, this is just like normal. But when you see me and you've seen me where I haven't shaved in a week, that's just depression, right? Mm. It just makes me exhausted to think of the seven minutes it's going to take to shave. <laughs> that is right? It's true. Oh it's my. all interwoven. Laziness and procrastination and I don't want to answer my phone. I think you're the original all, millennial. All of that. <laughs> that. That shaving. That just takes forever. Does, That's a take, son of a bitch. It does It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> But you know that's why I was so happy to learn about personality disorders and the OCPD as opposed to OCD, the yeah, personality, compulsive personality yeah. disorder, because that means I've got some control of it and it gives it back. And that's the only. I thing think some I, of it is good. Oh, I, I like. Well, there's. Look at this room. You you know it's interesting. It's a good room. Mike has suggested uh, that that somehow. Um, you know, it's easy to keep this room like this. No, I sometimes spend like an hour in here just straightening shit up, right? Because I like it. Pictures don't stay straight. They don't stay dust free. <laughs> I don't know how pictures get I out of whack. I swear to God, I thought, you, I thought you had a maid come no, in No, I do this. And I water... Do you know how many plants are in the main house? Like a hundred plants. You have to... I have in my mind an obsessive compulsive way. The The living room is one set of plants. They get to be, they have to be watered on a certain day. Then, the, then my office area. There's a lot that I have to take those trees outside. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Right, but I have this wonderful blessing yep. from Jesus of obsessive compulsive personality disorder that makes the all the plants are thriving, all the pictures are straight except for that uh, Pete Townsend, uh, 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 the guy from the Paul jam. Weller. It's it's crooked. Do you see that? Well, Before I leave here tonight, I will straighten that picture. Yeah, that's kind so, of okay. You can't have that, son. Is it bothering you now? Well, it makes makes Paul Weller look heavy. <laughs> Because he's he's they're teeter tottering and you know that's autographed by them. 
Oh, I can see that. You see no, that? I had not noticed. Dude, how many people have that? And that's another yep. part of my obsessive compulsive thing. I saw, I've got cool shit. Like I, it's not cool to anybody but me and maybe you and a couple of friends. That's pretty cool. Like I bought that downtown LA, nineteen. Uh, what is it? it? Says in the corner. That's an overview of downtown LA where I grew up, kind of. Um, in the 1960s it or looks 70s. Like probably early 60s so that was sitting at the framer shop on vermont that the guy that frames most of my stuff that i like that keith morris introduced me to 20 years ago and it was sitting there forever and i said dude what are you doing with that los angeles downtown thing and he said oh the guy never picked it up it's been here like three years why do you want it and i said yeah i'll just pay for the framing and he goes, yeah, like, yeah, I got that for a hundred dollars. It's the coolest thing ever. That is really, yeah, I like that. Right, it's nice. You got so, a lot. It's, your so stuff's I, cool. I don't think that obsessive compulsive is a bad thing. I believe you have to be mindful of it. You have to be aware of it. You have to see when it's being counterproductive, right? Um, and you have to have a coping mechanism for when it's being counterproductive. When you notice, right? when you're aware, when you're mindful, when you're in it. Yep, that's. Well, but that's part of being accountable, and that's part of what we learn once we get sober. And so how are we going to, if the whole healthcare system is dictated by big pharma and insurance billing, how do we really help people become whole and well? It has to be through education like this, talking on podcasts, education, one addict helping another, Right. Mike trying to tell people get up and fucking shave and whatever. And say, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep keep laying in bed and keep getting what you get. That I mean, it sounds harsh, and you can say it in a nice way. I go, well, it's worth a try, isn't it? In the case of Mike saying, you know, just get up and take a shower and let's go eat and whatever, and they don't want to. I would say, what have you got to lose? You're just gonna sit here and mind fuck yourself for four more hours? Let's go do something, right? Right, but that's that's how we've learned to do it. Is we go, hey. Let's go for a walk. Not telling them. You don't, we don't tell them, let's go, you go do it. We go, hey, let's go outside. Yeah, let's go. That, that's what we've always done. And that's just one person helping another. That's the beauty of but that But there's thing. a way to put it into a system. Like, I'm interested in this smart recovery guy's idea. There's a way to, like, compassion anonymous. Like, just to be compassionate towards your fellow fellows who are suffering. That type of thing. I, I really believe... I, I'm optimistic now, like I haven't been before. I, I and I'm, you know, I just see that California could be that shining beacon on the hill that Reagan talked about. We can be, right? You and I come from different backgrounds. I have criticism to you. I'm sure you have criticism to me. There's no, oh, no, not one. There's no reason why we can't resolve and have a better place for your kids and my kids to grow up in. That's what John F. Kennedy talked about at the Berlin Wall about Russia and the United States and that still brings tears to people's eyes. We can do that in California, all right? So if you're out there, we need your help. We need your help to start Don't Dies across the United States. <laughs> hey, yes. Um, we're way over according to Mike Martin. I don't over. even know what that means, but it's, good we're, night, in arrears, we're, so, we're in arrears. We're in arrears. We're in arrears. Podcast arrears. Oh my now. god, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> don't die, everybody. Bye. See you later. Hey, this is Bob, and you can get a hold of Aloe Treatment Centers at 888-595-0235. That's Aloe Treatment Centers in Malibu and Silver Lake, 888-595-0235. Tell them Bob told you to call.